Ahoy everybody and welcome to the last episode of Tubi and Radio of this year. A year that had it all, basically. Uh, maybe not all because Rubenigo was not playing, but apart from that, Tubi is alive and well. Lots of events, not only in Hamburg, well, Tubi Jugendtage with a better or good crowd actually. Also events that took place in uh, in Europe, in, in, in cities and in the States and in, in Mexico again and in um, Australia. Lots of cool places with cool events and people are seemingly, finally, getting out of their holes, which is a very good thing. And uh, then again, it's uh, Christmas time and it's time for a little bit of reflection. And what we'd like to do now is reflect on, uh, reflect on some good old uh, Truman music. Uh, we digged into the archives and uh, talked about one specific Truman album that you all have to know and probably do know very well. But at some point, it's uh, Christmas should be used as a time to reflect on the good old stuff. And that's exactly what we are going to do. I wish you, everybody, a very uh, happy and Merry Christmas. Have a great new year and I see you in 2024. So hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Turbo Jugend Radio. And uh, I have a comeback guest here with me. He goes by the name of Rose the Boss from Tübingen Gus, which is actually an Austrian Jugend. And uh, he's been on the po- he's been on the podcast twice, uh, which always makes me happy because we always talk Turbo Negro albums. Hello there. Hello, hello, Shabasta. How's it going, buddy? Well, not too bad. Not too bad. Um having a, a good year so far. And um, it especially makes me happy that we you picked uh, you are obviously responsible for picking always the the album we want to talk about. And so you picked this uh, the the Scandinavian Letter album, which was actually my my first album as I was uh, entering the Jugend in two thousand three. So that was a cool pick, I think, and it's it's a great album. So why, why don't we start off uh, by the facts? So if you're going to talk about facts on Scandinavian Letter, um, it is released in. April 2003 and the reason why I picked this album was because it was to me like uh, it formed part of the golden gener- golden era of Turbo Negro albums you know you talk about Scandinavian Letter we talk about um, Party Animals we talk about Apocalypse Dudes those albums like it formed like the core of what people remember Turbo Negro uh, back in his heyday yeah and one interesting fact uh, a couple of months after this album was released Super Negro appeared in an episode of Viva La Bam, where he performed live at Bam Margera's house. The M- they did this MTV show? Yeah, Bam, uh, Viva La Bam with Bam Margera. Yeah, I remember that one. And that they, wasn't it the, the one where they, where, they, where they played in the bedroom and woke up to dead? <laughs> yeah. Was it like much. this? Yeah. So it was they, 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 they pulled a prank? Yeah. So the band was pretty much going mainstream after the um after that um um after that not mainstream okay but public I would say not mainstream but public or at least they were recognized because I looked it up and uh you might not know that the uh, after the release of the Ap- Apocalypse Dude which is often or mostly referred as the the best album of the band. They were only um, entering the charts uh, when, as it was released in, I think, in 80, uh, 98. They were only entering the Norwegian charts. But after after a five-year span, after, in um, 2003, they uh, as they were releasing Scandinavian 
letter, they all of a sudden jumped on, uh, with this album to the number number one of uh, Norway, their home country, and several other countries, including Germany uh, and the U.S. So they get some somehow this was the first album that really made it into the charge, even though it might not, might not, you know, it's always a taste a matter of taste. Might not have been their their very 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 best. Yeah, so that's kind I, of of interesting. So they even made it to MTV, which is always a a sign. And it helps, you know, it was played in, um, they actually appeared in Viva La Bam. So during that generation of MTV shows, you know, every single time when a band appears in a reality TV show, it, it rose to popularity. You know, it was the same with him. It was the same with Tobin Ingram in this case, you know. And it just so happens that also one of the tracks that they played also features in Scandinavian Letter, which we'll talk about much, much later. All right. So, what was the label of uh, 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 where did they release it? Just briefly to get to get the facts out of the way. Um, as I know, the the Burning Heart Records they 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 put it out, and obviously, the uh, uh the label of uh, El Presidente uh, from Two Big St. Pauli, the old Biscor label, they also uh, put it out, and uh, yeah, um, it was pretty big back back then, pretty international. Yeah, and it was released in also in several countries. You know, there's Burning Heart Records in Sweden, uh, JVC Victor Records in Japan. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, an album from a, a band in Norway released in Japan. So that was quite an achievement for them. I would yes. say, and pro- probably quite a collector's item. Um, we I think we need to uh, get Max Casper on it <laughs> to give us the accurate price of that uh, because he's a huge collector. We did an episode with him quite some time ago uh it's got to be probably one of the uh, the uh the, the most coveted uh, um albums ever if you got to get a tribunico album released in uh japan. in japan yeah definitely is and the thing about japanese records is that it's pretty unique you know um i've been to japan before and i bought a few records from there when i was uh, at tower records in, in tokyo and I think I still have a few of them. If I were to sell them on eBay, I might fetch in a lot of money because it's it's really special compared to the other records that have been released uh, elsewhere worldwide. So if you do have the Scandinavian Leather album that was from Japan, treasure it. Yeah, keep it and don't play it. <laughs> and, and don't lend it. That's also... <laughs> lending records is a, is, a, is a it's a dying art, I would say. But don't just don't do it. It's uh, it might uh, cost you uh, uh, the price of a small vehicle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, why don't we um uh, dig into the album and let's go through the songs and uh, let's judge him harshly or friendly, depending on the depending on the song. I would have to say. Um, so why don't you lead us through the three through the songs and let's talk a bit. So just to preface, uh, how I judge these albums is by playing them uh, track by track. So no shuffles, uh, no cherry picking. It's from start to end. And I judge them based on the placement of the song in the album, uh, the significance, and whether it was good or not. And um, good news for everyone, unlike the other time when I did um, sexual harassment, which, you know, there was more hit- misses the hits. This is the opposite. So good news to everyone who's like, oh, please don't criticize Scandinavian Ladder. It'll be fine. It's not going to be that painful. But there might be a few tracks that I think should have been there. It could be somewhere else. But let's get straight into it. So track number one is the intro. So Bonegro, they love their intros. They love to do a bit of teasing. And this one is the Blizzard of Flames. So you'd think, oh, okay, they got to come up with something 
crazy guitar or something hot, something hot and heavy. No, it's a musical interlude that sounded like a start of a magic show or a performance art show. The yes. doom, 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 it's like boom. the Copperfield could have walked out with it. <laughs> yeah. You listen to that, you're like, are we expecting Super and Roy or something? Where are the Tigers, you know? Yeah, but still, I think I, I on, on this point, I have to say it's it's my it's the cl- most iconic intro of any Turbonico records, I think. And exactly. the, I always and back 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 in the in the days when they were uh, doing live concerts, they always used it as an intro as they were walking up onto the stage. And this is super fitting. I just imagined Happy Tom, birthday boy, just uh, uh, um, just a few uh, weeks ago. Um, plugging in in in, in his uh, uh bass with that to that to those tunes. Uh, so that's uh, so that's kind of nice. I I agree with you. So you know, um, there's nothing much to talk home about for the, the song musically, but I think as you know, like if you go to a live Turbo Negro show, this is the kind of shit that they always pull up. You know, they come in like no, as they go give you a performance art. But you know, then again, this is Turbo Negro. Obviously, it's a performance art. And then after that track ends, we go to track number two. It is wipe it till it bleeds. Now, uh, to be honest, I was kind of let down because towards the end of the first track, you think, oh, you know, they got to play something that that will lead on to the second track. But the intro to wipe it till it bleeds comes up with a strong guitar riff and just like punchy and kicking just in your face. Of course, you know, this is fitting for a dangerous ballad to Negro. But I felt that if I could choose a track to complement. Um, the blizzard of flames. It would have been the age of Pemperius from Apocalypse Dudes mm. because it kind of complements one another in terms of you know uh when you listen to it back to back. But that being said, I think that Wipe It to the Bleeds um as a track as a standalone track, it's a pretty good track and it does complement to the whole uh concept of what Scandinavian Letter is. Yeah, it's an awesome song. It was one of his one of his songs. Remember back in the day when. I- I was my first Turbinigo concert was in Hamburg as they were supporting the the then uh quite uh, financially hurt after St. Pauli. There was a little festival where they were the band Turbinigo was supporting the the German punk band Slime, which is quite something. And uh, we were driving uh, around Hamburg in my then uh freaking Volkswagen convertible with the Bengal, <laughs> and we were all excited and deaf. Uh, and and Bengal sang, and he will go. We will like that. He will love me forever for saying that. And he didn't. He didn't know the lyrics. And he instead of wipe it till it bleeds, he sang, "Welcome to the beast." <laughs> and that's funny. <laughs> and uh, and I sang along. Okay, so I so I, I'm I'm partly uh, guilty, but Bengal will probably kick my ass for that. Okay, but wipe it till it bleeds is is basically uh, just going back to the to the song. It's it's wiping your ass, right? It's also an yeah. ass ass reference, which is good, and and a good uh PSA for people who do not wipe your asses. Remember, guys, you gotta wipe it till it bleeds. Make that yeah. clean, all right? Only then it's clean. Exactly. And uh, yeah, speaking of you know, giving toilet some. paper, give me some, <laughs> give me some toilet paper. Yeah, exactly. But um, here's the thing about give me some. Uh, I felt that it was it was okay. You know, it's an average track, but it was not 
a good track to come after YPT the Beast because you have this song that's like punchy, kicky, raw, and just like, yeah, 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 that sort of thing. And you're just so hyped up and stuff. And give me something that's like a bit of a a bit of a downer after that. Yeah. Also, uh, I was thinking about it like moments ago. Give me some. Where would it have been? What would it have been uh, a better album you've been, you know, uh, on hindsight? And I thought, you know, if Hank, uh, bless his heart, if he were to still be in Super Negro back then, this would have been a good track after the Retox album, if he had stayed. Mm. Because it's more, you know, in the middle, mainstream, kind of okay kind of track. But in terms of Scandinavian level, letter, um, no, it's it's just mild, really. Yeah. You know, I, I sort of... Because I just love the album, I guess. Maybe they they um they put it put something, something more calm in there because they had a a, a really a an absolute shocker which they uh, put as a number four song. Oh yeah, so let's get on to number four, and number four is drum roll please, Sober Negro must be destroyed. And like what Shabasta say, you know, that song is a total kick in the teeth. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that uh, when I was, uh, as, as uh, was Tony Sylvester had his first concert at the Knust in Hamburg, at the, some, some belt to be in Saga. Uh, but the, as, as he was entering uh, the stage in front of Tubi Jugend, as the new singer of the band, I have to say I have never, ever experienced anything Within the tubing that that made the whole house explode, because as as we know, Tubu Tubinigo was uh, uh, in a hiatus, and uh, this was the first concert in front of the tubing, and after that, and I was I thought the roof of the Knus was blowing off. I've never seen mayhem, a a crowd going that wild, in my life, and I know Bengal, not a Bengal reference, had his uh, his uh, had some broken. Uh, arm i think or something in his upper body um so he couldn't be in the pit because he would have he had some iron stuff in his body uh so he couldn't dance and uh, dance he couldn't be uh, be pushed around uh so i was alone there it was amazing people were losing their minds because this was the first song of that show so just to keep track of the bangle reference so bangle is a lyrical improviser and also a bionic bangle just so you know yeah He's everything. He's everything. Me. <laughs> Going back to and the it, song. Yeah. Um it's it's an, it's a great song though. I think it was a great recovery after the the relatively tame Gimme Some. It was the typical Tuberigo song that you love and know. And and again, you know, tongue in cheek humor and just self-deprecating selves, you know, and just like, yeah, you know. Ice cream into the night. Tuberigo must be destroyed. And you just feel it, you know. Yeah, it's so good. That's why they still have it. One of the the few, I have to say, uh, too few, I have to say, old songs that keep still playing. And it's the, it's this this thing that you want to be destroyed. They want to destroy themselves, so that's they asked to be destroyed. And this is one of those those things that I always liked about Turbo Negro. They always have this uh, this sense of humor about themselves that uh, and and it always works. I have to say, it's such a cool, intense. Song that also fits, I have to say, uh, the Tony Sylvester uh, singing. So that uh, really was a really good choice uh, of this first concert, I have to say, to pick that song. It was an excellent, best choice ever they could have done. 
why did, should they start with the age of Pompeius uh, if they could have just, after being away for such a long time, just destroyed themselves? Again, why not? We're back, Again. but let's destroy ourselves. So that's a really an an epic no, an epic uh, song, I have to say. And also, Tupanico Must Be Destroyed is the very song that appeared in Viva La Bam, where they were in a the car. Mm, okay. Yeah. And it was just the Batman's face, just hit banging to it. And they didn't really know what the, the content of the songs were, but the music was enough to go like, you know, just pumps you up. Yeah. Ben Magara of Tribune in Philadelphia. Oh, maybe. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We, we need to check the records again. Let's check eBay US <laughs> for that checking. Okay. <laughs> All right. right, number five, one of my favorite ones here. Sell your body to the night, which is also the third single of Scandinavian Ladder. A nice, sexy, sensual kind of music, you know, the kind of voice that tells you to, you know, everybody sell your body to the night. And also, one of the many, uh, one of the few. Uh, Turbo Negro songs that have been covered over the years by various bands. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to see why it's nice, it's sensual, and the guitarist just makes you want to be a stripper. You know, it's that punk stripper music. That's why it is. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, it's, it's this it's this this type of song with selling. It's, it's a, such a good start when you go out and you know if you really are singing that full uh, out of your full ch- chest. This is gonna be an, a terrible next day because if you if you're ready to sell your body to the night, you're you know you're just full steam ahead. And uh, uh, back in the uh, in the day, I have to say that all those younger Jugends, I've seen oh, everybody was going all out every every single meeting. Oh, this was the, the the anthem to this to this attitude to just I don't know, but I'll just try to drink myself into a delirium. And party as hard as I possibly can. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, I've given someone a lap dance or two to uh, sell your body to tonight. So um, let's just say it has brought fond memories and maybe saved my nights once or twice from a potentially disastrous date. So thank you, Toby Negro. Yeah, and it's also fight. one of one of those songs where you really are in that because some some some. Tubigan member like male members are has hesitant to put some makeup on, but at this point when you hear that song, you feel like yes, you've done the right thing. You wear makeup, lipstick, maybe glitter. You look a thousand bucks. Oh yeah, and some sexy denim. Very sexy, I have to say. All right, so that's probably one of the the also classic songs of this album. It is. Ma- it's it's iconic, I would say. Yes, it is. How about Remain Untamed, the next song? Oh, So, of all the tracks in Scandinavian Letter, this is my favorite track. Are, Your favorite track? It is my favorite that track. That comes as a, a surprise. Explain. It is a surprise. I know. Most people will be like, yeah, it's either like Sell Your Body Tonight or Ride a stuff. But to me, the reason why I love Remain Untamed is because all the musical arrangements are in order. Every instrument gets to shine, you know, even the bass, even the drums, the vocals. And you get to hear every single individual talent of the band members. Because people don't forget that Turbo Negro is not just Hank or not just Happy Tom. There are other members in the band and they're all just equally talented. 
And I love how it just goes. And it's also still uncompromising, still just dangerous. And, you know, um, if you were to play in like, you know, a top 40 radio station for some, or, or for, for example, it's, it's definitely going to generate um, the airwaves. You know, it's definitely mm-hmm. going to dominate that because it's a really good track. But unfortunately, uh, it gets uh, outshined by the rest of the other tracks in Scandinavian Ladder. But to me, I love this track because it is fundamentally sound and it really showcased the true talents of the band in its mm-hmm. very essence. That's a very good and valid points. Didn't expect that, but uh, as you explain it, Makes total sense to me, and obviously the the message remain untamed. These, especially these days, is uh, very important to keep uh, keep an eye on. Well, that all and the again, taming going on in the world, <laughs> and of course, you know, as we always emphasize in uh, to be on radio, you know, Tobo Negro is a dangerous band. Don't forget that. Yes, they, this is dangerous, right? This this tell you was sexy, and uh, yeah, maybe the next song is funny. Oh, so the next song, Trail of Flash. It is, by the way, uh, the shortest track in Scandinavian Ladder. It clocks mm. in at just... um 346, see, right? 346, yeah. It's, it's a pretty short song, but despite the, you know, the short, uh, the short duration, it, it misses very objective of being raw, concise, and vicious, you know. Yeah. Again, to emphasize, Turbo Dangerous, this is dangerous because it just goes straight to the point, goes for the juggler, and like a train on flash, you know, it just goes through the tracks and just ramps anything that comes in his way. Yeah, it sounds like a, a total uh, total train ride. It's it's so perfectly it's so perfectly pictures um a train of flesh all the of course, probably referring to a penis, I would say. Of course. Like going through the, uh, uh, the on the on the tracks, and they're also re- referring to the choo-choo train, uh, which is a train which is spaced uh, uh, or was has been running uh, or is still running. I don't know, but in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So um, that's a, that's a Chattanooga reference, which is always you don't you don't get every day. But this song with this energy and it really it runs through your veins all day, like and and spins in your veins. It's 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 amazing, of of how much energy this song produces within myself. And I have to say, if anybody's interested, it's one of my two favorite tracks. I totally concur with you. I mean, it's definitely in my top three for yes. this album. And I wish yes. they played it every single show, still to the day. Exactly. This is yeah. one one yeah. big niche. Wish if Happy Tom is listening. Note that Chibesta likes to train Flash. Oh yeah. So also you know uh, a train of Flash could also mean an Augie. So in case you you kids are oblivious to the reference, wink wink. You know what to do. Yep. Get that. Anyways, uh, we'll get to the next track. So at towards the end of uh, Train of Flash, it contains a prelude to this next one. And this is the lead single for Scanning Even Letter. And it is Fuck the World. Oh, yeah. So, Fuck the World. Fuck the uh, world. Also picked up on many chapters' names, right? They always have a city name, then FTW. If, I think they use it as a chapter name if the, 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 there has been another uh, Hugan before. 
And uh, if there's some, for some reason, they don't, uh, they cannot mingle with them or, or be part of that old Jugend, they just use the city name and, and put FTW at the end of the of the chapter name. But the song itself is is awesome. It's a, it's a quiet song, of course, but the message is so strong. I call it the um the sobering up song for for this album. It's like one of those songs that it really slows down the pace after like the flurry of you know aggression and such. And you listen to fuck the world, and you're like just sitting down there. You know maybe you woke up after like a four day Tubiugan crazy festival, and you're just sitting there in the morning with your coffee, and just listening to this, and you're like, yeah, totally, yeah, fuck the world. yes. And, and every if somebody's complaining. Here's my answer. <laughs> you know, and also like let's not uh, forget that it has sweet musical arrangements, you know. It has some classical elements as well, uh, that complements well with like the rest of the band. And it's really nice, you know. It's uh I would call it like um the first the first ballad for, for this album. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's a very good very good one. And they have an awesome, awesome video, of course. I have to mention this one as well. It's a as they were, is it? It's the one where they walk around with the 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 bear, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, so but that's awesome. Those, Check this out it, on the YouTube. Yeah, so everyone, if you listen to this episode of uh, To Be Young Radio, and if suddenly there's like a flurry of memories that just come to your head, just go to YouTube. It's your best friend. It helps. Yes. Also for new Yugans, I have to say, if they are listening to that podcast and. Some of the Mugans, uh, they, they started with later albums and they might not have the, the grip on those old albums. Just, But this is one of the one of those albums that just re- keep it running and don't use, don't pick your, don't skip and pick and cherry pick your songs that you think are good. Just you play it like a record, please. Even on the YouTube or on, on Spotify or wherever you do that, these are uh, just you play it as a record. Don't pick. Sit down, focus, and listen to it. So speaking of chair picking, so we're gonna talk about the next uh, the next track, which is lockdown. Uh, which is which happens to be the second single. Uh, if you want to chair pick, uh, yeah, you might want to not pick this one because, <laughs> to be honest, I kind of forgot this existed. It on on record it says it's the second single for Scandinavian Leather. For some but... reason, nobody yeah. understands the. Uh, this is one of those moments where I did not understand, and which is I on the other hand like. They picked this song as a as a as a single. They had all sorts of songs to pick from, you know the the trains of flesh and everything. But no, let's go lockdown. I would like to have a transcript of the of the conversation of the band uh, as they were deciding on. Uh, okay, let's do this single. Give me that transcript. Transcript. Read it to me, and I'll put it on the podcast, please. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know as well, but you know, uh, just as forgettable as uh, lockdown is. Again, I just want to say that you know it should release in twenty twenty. But other than that, I got nothing home to write about for this track because again, it's so forgettable that yeah, I can't. Why don't Why don't we just do number ten? Yeah, at least number ten. A bit of a saving grace, but again, this is a rare occasion where Tumo Negro gets it wrong twice in a row because I felt that. I want everything. It's too rushed. Like I think it's from the intro itself. It just comes in like a, a quick enjambment that you didn't see it coming because you know most songs have uh, a lead up to it, right? Mm. But for I want everything, uh, that was not the case, and it felt more like um like a rejected B side or something. So yeah. there's no, uh, I I don't resonate that song whatsoever. 
Really? Yeah, I think that's one of the, the, the like this is per se. I think the, one of the few songs that if you if you tell uh, Tuba Jugend member has been in the in the in the Jugend for twenty plus years, just give me just sing that I want everything for me. I think most people to go totally blank. They yeah. they would come up with a Ramones song instead, but not with this song. I think this is a totally. A, Blanks on everybody's song. I mean, correct me, write me, what, what not. But I think uh, if we, if you'd ask a, a, a 10, 10 Turbulent members, I think nine and a half would like stare at you. No. And, and, and tell uh, you to shut up. And uh, also, you know, it's really forgettable or it's bad when if I were to put this song in other albums that could do with a better track, this would still falter. Yeah. So it's that bad to me. You know, it's, it's a bit of a shame that Lockdown was subpar despite being a second single. And then I Want Everything just brings it to a downward spiral. But thankfully, track number 11 yeah, saved the day. They built it up for that. Yep. And that is Dredge and Blood. Or, you know, as some of you would know, D.I.B. A popular a popular song for Toby Negro during the live concerts. You mm-hmm. always see this in their set list. Yeah, which is which is very good. I remember one concert in back in Austria in the two thousand five. That is on on a Sunday. Unfortunately, I was I was out there and we were drinking liquor shots at noon, and we ended. I ended up uh, uh in in the pit, and Hank, uh, looking at me with this bucket of fake, I hope, blood, uh, in his hand, and he threw it all over my uh uh. uh my and whose team writers, who is also a fellow member of my two Jugend, Kuta, he he was drenching like the two of us just <laughs> with this bucket of blood, and I like that. I like that what they did uh, on stage back then, so intense. Uh, and it's this is uh, my my personal uh, co favorite of the, of this album, Drenched in Blood. It's just so, it's just so good. So uh, you know, you're just you're so over with things, and uh, uh, just drench yourself in blood. This this active. This active uh, uh, course to violence is just, it's, yes, it's making my day any and day of the week. I, I got to concur with the whole violence thing because this is the one of few songs uh, when played live, it gets everyone into a frenzy and it just creates a complete chaos. Even though it sounds more like a ballad, but yeah. the message and the intent just gets everyone all riled up, you know, and that's how good this song is. Um, personally, in the album, I don't really feel it, but when it's played live, it has a greater impact for me. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's such a such a cool song. This is one of the those songs that if if somebody non tuba you can relate it looks at masses and they were singing drenching blood, they would just walk silently away because they would they would be totally confused, right? So a killer song for me in 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 in, uh, in my book. But then it was confusing though. It's the track after that, and just Les Habitués, which, uh, of course, if you listen to Dressing and Blood in the album of Scandinavian Letter, that the out the outro actually leads towards this song. And uh, for the life of me, I to this day, I know some people actually like this song or have reference to this song. But when I listen to it, I'm just confused. Like, what's what's Hank doing? Is he practicing his French or I don't know? He, yeah, but he, to... he, he did as well as he because the, the lyrics are all in French and there are even some some Jugend they, they named themselves after that song in Fran- in, in, in France, obviously, which is a good cause, I, I have to I have to say. But 
Yeah, for some, I would also like to know why they uh, came up with this song. It's an, it's, it's. I think it's an, it's a good song, but it's certainly not one of the best of the album, in my so fun fact. Um, opinion. So when you go Lapalkanis in Finland, most of the members have the le right in front, so that's like their warning. So I guess it's like a an ode to le sepetur the album, but as a song, um. I don't know. It's just maybe it's just like a outro song that was supposed maybe to be together with DIB as one track, but for some reason they kept it separate. So I felt it was just an odd inclusion there, uh, as a standalone track. But that being said, I think Hank's French is better than Dave Mustaine when he sang "A Tout Le Monde." Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he was a yeah, he was very talented also on the language level. Just imagine. Uh... Singing one song in a total, uh, one whole song in a uh, in the in the in the French language. So that's uh, that's kind of special. But there's no excuse for this one because the last track for Scandinavian Letter is "Ride with Us," and that is the best way to end off this amazing out al- this album. You know, in my view. Yeah, I think so too. I've seen it uh, also on 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 concerts, and it's also a, also a good it's good song to get everybody involved, and maybe as a uh, uh, not maybe not the last song, but one of the last songs, just to to keep them uh, like if, if that flute player with the rats, just that I this is the, the Hank being the flute player and singing right with us, and we are the mice and following them. Uh, uh, so that's a uh, uh, that's it's really a good. A good song to get the Jugend uh, behind the band again and march into some some small country and invade it eventually, <laughs> like the Liechtenstein products on. It's it's like the Tuba Jugend Navy just set to conquer like I don't know the Kiss Army's grounds and playing this song you know, as like the, the or the, the, all the Rammstein fans in the world they need a treatment. But from all the burns they're gonna get from us, damn right. Yeah. You know? uh, one thing to note is that. Ride with us has a very distinctive baseline, and it really highlights uh Happy Tom's talents, and that's one thing that I picked up while listening to this track. And um, that being said, if I could swap that forgotten second single, whatever that name was, what's it called? Lockdown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lockdown. I would have replaced it with Ride with us. Yes, it it, it they would sell more. Uh, if they if you think commercially, they would probably sell that sell more inside of that. But okay, maybe a single is not to be sold. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's it's part of a contract. Okay, gotta do a single. Here here we go. I'm not I'm not so sure about that business. Maybe somebody can smarten me up on that. But definitely, this last song of the album is would would definitely be uh, also worth on a single. But okay, my personal favorites would be still be Train of Flesh and uh, 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 Too Many Girls Must Be Destroyed. So that uh, that that or or, or well yeah, all drenching blood for that matter. But okay, we'll accept it and uh, let's conclude on this album. Uh, uh, what grade would you give? And one being bad, ten being great. All right, I'm gonna give it an eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a perfect album, but it's definitely up there with my top three Turbo Negro albums of all time. It's definitely in my you know my triumvirate of what I love about Turbo Negro in terms of albums. Uh, my favorite songs, my top three, would be "Ride with Us," "Remain Untamed." And style your body to the night. All right. These are my top three picks. All right. Cool. So yeah, that that sums it up. Uh, this 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 great album. Um, uh, definitely one in my top three albums of the of the band. Um, it's great great talking to you. Thank you for um, um taking your time 
once again uh, go deep into the uh, into the, the the music and the songs of of Negro albums. Uh, we'll keep up doing this uh, um, this this series of talking about albums. Always with you because you're you're so good doing at it, and uh, I can only thank you for taking your time listening Thanks to so Scandinavian uh, um, letter again. And we can only um, ask the people of Yak yeah, try to try to get yourself a copy of that album and uh, listen in. There's one with the letter case. Get that if you can. It's a great album. Listen to it and never skip a beat. Never skip a track. Exactly, and uh, thank you for having me. Once again, Shabesta. And you know what? I enjoyed doing this album reviews. We're going to do another one really soon. We will do. Take care, buddy. All right. See ya. Boring as all get out. Will this ever end? Any boys over there want to hold this thing for him? My hands are freezing. Get the hell out of here. <laughs>